The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Well, you'd take the money, of course. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Now, I wouldn't be telling the Sunranto listeners to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet football this season, bet with my bookie. Did you know that you could bet on games after the kickoff? And if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Except for baseball season. Except for this baseball season. <laughs> Join now. My bookie's going to double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. Promo code CHAIR. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Mucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. Subscribe today for as little as a dollar a month for early and ad-free podcast listening at patreon.com slash sunranto. Here's the show. Arr, it's Sunranto! It's a disheartening fucking situation that we're in right now. Disheartening fucking situation that we're in As Lee Elia would say, it's a disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. But welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I am your loving host, Danny Rocket. And out there in Colorado, it's Michael Cotton. Yeah. If you were wondering about that uh, Sun Ranto call, it's Talk Like a Pirate Day. So I thought oh, I'd throw I in a little uh, piratees there. Oh, man, I did not know that. I, yeah. Otherwise, I would have opened totally differently. And um, also on the show, we have... Creepy crawlies hiding in the rocks <laughs> and creepy crawlies living in a tree. Crawlies here. Crawlies Clubhouse. I'm back. Thank you, boys. Yeah, uh, great, to, great to hear from you. Um, I want to start here, Crawley, because you're on the show, and I know your time is limited. So yes, I w- sir. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about what happened on social media night. Well, I guess I would say that um, as a Cubs fan, we all know heartbreaks and being so close. Um, for the last probably about 20 years, I've been trying to win an opportunity to throw a first pitch at Wrigley Field. 
So uh, at social media night, they had a trivia game. And if you know anything about me, I, I'm kind of a trivia buff. And it was yeah, beer me money. Right? You've been on beer money a bunch and you, you win money on beer money for beer. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I was uh, there was 20 questions. Now, I didn't put my name as Crawley. So I kind of tried to go under the radar. I went under uh, my real name, which is Paul. And I was very quietly sneaking up. And I'm on the, after about the fifth out of 20 questions, I take the leaderboard and I start running away with this thing. Now, another person who's uh, definitely equal, if not better at trivia than me, would be Randall J. Sanders. And um, I didn't know this. His girlfriend was in between the two of us. And so as me and Randall are duking it out in this 20-question thing, I'm in pretty good shape. And then on the final question, I did not win. And his girlfriend, who unbeknownst to me was his girlfriend, was looking at both of our answers, and she ends up winning. So on the final question, I lost the opportunity to throw a first pitch. She cheated like the Reds cheat with their gloves. That's uh. all I, uh, again, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, I guess. But uh, uh. It, it was just really frustrating because I, I, I kind of, there was two questions that irritated me that I got wrong that I'm still trying to shake off. Yeah, I know. You were so close to winning. You were winning the entire game. And then at the end of the season, boom. Just like the Cubs, dude. I mean, do do you not see the parallels between what happened to you in that little mini trivia game and what is happening with the Chicago Cubs in their season? Just second place in all the wrong ways. Dude, that prize should be yours. You are the guy that sh should be winning these things. You're the trivia buff. Uh, I was so sad for you. Bleacher Jeff tried to console you. You weren't having any of it. You're like, I, don't touch me. <laughs> I, I, I needed a few drinks before I could calm down. That was I, I, I told uh, I told at Cubs who was there running the uh, contest. I said that was my 2003 moment. That was my Alex Gonzalez. <laughs> uh, bobble of the double play. That was my Leon Durham ball going through my leg. Uh, Bartman. You got Bartman. Yeah, so you know what? Hey, it's just going to make it all that sweeter when one day I'm throwing that first pitch. Yeah, but by then you might only have one arm. You don't know what's hey, going to happen in least, the future. At least I can say it. At least I could say I did it. That's all. I'm going to keep chasing that dream. <laughs> Drummer from the Flippers only got one arm. <laughs> uh, yeah, and if, if if that doesn't work out, you could always go on the Def Leppard tour. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, there you go. So, uh, um, Crawley, I'm going to have to ask you to back off your little microphone. We're getting a lot of air in there, so just just slightly back yeah, off. No so, uh, so I want to make an announcement. Bleacher Bum Band is playing. It, this could be a great celebration after we sweep the Cardinals in St. Louis after sweeping them this weekend. On we sweep the Cardinals. Sweep, sweep the Cardinals. Yeah, we're going to sing that song uh, with the Bleacher Bum Band on September 29th, except we're not going to say sweep. We're going to say, fuck the Cardinals. <laughs> Yachty, don't like it. So, and we're going to have a, it, the game's at 2 o'clock, in, or 2.15, instead of uh, 1, because all the games start at the same time on the last day of the season. So we're going to do like a pregame party, and then I'll, I'll watch the game together at G-Man Tavern, and uh, Sarah Sanchez is going to be there from uh, Cup of Cubby Blue, Bleed Cubby Blue, uh, Corey Friedman from the Cubs related podcast at Ryan Thomer. I hope I'm saying that right. He's from Cubs Insider and Crawley. I hope you can come to this because I'd love to have you on the panel. I'm going to try to make it, man. I'm going to try to be there. Yeah, you'd, you'd be a great fourth member, fourth wheel of this panel to keep our car on the road. 
And uh, we're going to do a little bloggers form around 1 p.m. And then uh, Bleacher Bum Band's going to play. I mean, it's going to be a hell of a good time. So just come on out. E- either we'll be lamenting the lost season that was 2019, or we'll be looking forward to a wild card or some playoff games. So, uh, boys, we need a miracle. We need a miracle. Um, we keep losing when we're, we need to win. The fucking Reds. You know, come on, lose two or three at home. This has shades of 2014, does it not? Do you remember well, this? I mean, t- uh, 2004, sorry. Oh, I was going to say 2014. Yeah, sorry. I'm pretty sure they weren't in any way this close in 2014. No, they, they were not. But that was the year it all turned around. In fact, 2014, at the end of this year, we were like, hey, they're not so shitty. But in 2004, they fucking bit the nut. And they lost a bunch of games to the Reds. Do you guys remember this? I remember that. I remember games lost to the New York Mets. Uh, I think the thing, though, to me, the big difference between the two seasons, because I've seen that comparison made, is that I felt in 2004 things looked really, really good going into the, you know, for most of the season. Whereas this year, and, and I've heard other people say this, the only thing the Cubs are consistent at is being inconsistent. So where all of a sudden, I think in 2004, they were doing really well, and at the end they choked. I feel like they've just kind of been a roller coaster ride this season all year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the road record. I mean, this is, this is more of an off-season thing when we look back. But I feel like I'm in that mood already. I'm like, well, what went wrong? <laughs> you know? And uh, it really is more of an off-season uh, conversation. But there's also, like, I, I'm not really, like, a witchcrafty person. But this whole 1969 nostalgia. Now, I wasn't there in 1969, so I have no nostalgia for this season. You know what I mean? Um, but these fuckers bringing it up. The second place team that underachieved and yeah, let the, the, the freaking the world's most famous second place team. Yeah, exactly. Billy, Billy Williams said it and let some shit ass team playing way over their Pythagoras, even though Pythagoras wasn't even invented at that time, baseball wise. I think anyway. I was going to say I'm pretty sure Pythagoras no, was they, invented. Yeah, but the math prior to 1969. But the math guys weren't into baseball yet. You know what I mean? Pre-Saber metrics. Pre-Saber. And so, like, they weren't talking about Pythagoras. Um, Anyway, the Cardinals, you know, they don't deserve to be where they are. The Cubs let them be there. Same with the 1969 Cubs. I I can't help but draw the 50-year parallel and and the jinx that it all is. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, 69 is still that team that's beloved by so many that put the Cubs back on the map. You know, as far as the nostalgia, I mean, I, I don't, I haven't really been paying much attention. And if you go to plenty of games, you see they put the Cubs legends and they always bring up Billy Williams and Ron Santo and a lot of the guys from that team. You know, when it comes down to it, for me, the story of the 2019 Cubs, I know it's not written yet, but there's just so much that went wrong from the beginning. Yeah, from the off season. So, but yep. once again, this is an off season uh, conversation. Michael, you got something to say about this 69 nostalgia? It's not nice. <laughs> well, we need a we need a little help here. I mean, first of all, you could say this much about the next stretch right now is that the the fate of the season lies in the Cubs' hands. If they can sweep the Cardinals, you win the division easily. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, if you go 7 straight against the Cardinals, it kind of doesn't matter too much about the rest of it. But that also means that we're waiting to the final because if they sweep 
four right now, they'll be one game ahead. Great. And then they'll still have to, you know, basically sweep the, you know, here in what, less than a week when they start again. But I'm not trying to be negative or anything like that. But but here's the thing. I could see them sweeping the Cardinals and then getting swept by the Pirates in Pittsburgh. Yeah, been, exactly. I it's so, been I that had, kind of season. Dude, I have no, had I, that No, I could too. But I think if they sweep the Cardinals this week, get one game ahead, get, even if they get swept, well, but then they'll have to sweep them again. Like, it doesn't matter. No matter what happens with the Pirates – the Cubs have to basically just win seven straight games against the Cardinals. They just have to not lose anymore. And they put themselves into this position of these must-win games. And, you know, they needed to at least take two of three from Cincy. And they couldn't manage the. I mean, after scoring like nearly 50 runs against the Pirates in three games. 50! They come out and against the Reds, what did they score total? Uh, well, they scored a lot the first game. They scored eight. And then they scored two and then two. And they lost both, you know, the, the ones where they scored two. I mean, that's just, you know, from 50 runs to 12 in a series, you know. And that is the inconsistency that I think you're talking about, Crawley. I mean, um, I don't you know. know. What, what, here, here's the thing, man, is that there are some really good pitchers out there. And if you tell me, hey, you scored two runs against Sonny Gray, yeah, I expect that. Sonny Gray's been having one hell of a year. I don't know what they've done to him in Cincinnati. He's not the guy from New York. This guy's been one of the best pitchers in the National League. What bothers me is how you have Tyler Maley, who's just an absolute bum, a bum, and you give you get one hit in six innings. <laughs> yeah, one hit, and they were lucky to get the run they got because you know Nicholas Castellanos was almost out at second there, ended up scoring on a sack fly from Schwarber. For- Did you? He should have been see, out. Ugh. He should have been out, right? Yeah, out did you see second. somebody posted the uh, the Reds broadcast of that? Tom Brenneman kind of losing his shit. Yeah, I, I enjoyed <laughs> he's it. He's like, he's out by 30 feet. Oh, he's not out. <laughs> just gets he's like, you got to tag him there. Yeah, I saw that. I believe it was Kerry Bronner-Meyer that put that up. Yeah, that was oh, ab- so good. Absolutely. And then and then even on that sack fly, it was just a bad throw. Uh, uh Castiano should have been out on that by easy. So they were lucky. They were gifted a run. Yeah. That was absolutely ridiculous that you can only score one run, one cheap run, honestly, one gift run against a guy that, like I said, is an absolute garbage. Well, hey, Carly, you want to talk about consistency this year. The Cubs hitters are consistently bad against bad pitchers. Like, that's one thing you can kind of say about the 2019 season. Good pitchers, you get, you know, Scherzer and Kershaw and these guys. Cubs have no issues. They they play well. They do well. Then you get Molly and uh, who else? You get a lot of these, like, junk ballers and stuff. And they well, can't do I mean, Gio Gonzalez is the prime example. Oh, yeah. You know, Gio the Cardinals Gonzalez. put up nine runs off of him, and he, like, no hits us. <laughs> you know? Ivan Nova's another one from the White Sox. Oh, oh yes. Uh, Giolito and Nova, back we, to back. Yeah, we killed Giolito two different times. Lose the Nova. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. But so, that's where you take a look at these matchups coming up, and I, I I know they've done some good against good pitching, but you know the way that you're looking at this team is is 
the one run record is something that I take a look at. And, and you look at uh, when I sit there and I say, how is St. Louis in first place? It's because of their pitching and their pitching has been really, really solid. Uh, Flaherty, Dakota Hudson, uh, yeah. Wayne Wright lately has really kind of been rolling through it. Yeah, Wayne was good yesterday. And uh, the only and we're facing those other two because that's four games. Right. And then the other thing with when you look at the Brewers, their record in one run games is amazing where the Cubs is not. And like I said, the only thing I can say about the Cubs is that they're inconsistent. Sometimes they look like the 2016 Cubs. Sometimes they look like the 2013 Cubs. Yeah, it's it really is dog shit sometimes. Like when the bats disappear, I mean, which they did last year, like for a month. Um, you know, I, when they said the offense broke, well, it, it feels like it's just kind of clunking around, like, you know, like it's this old jalopy car kind of like held together with duct tape and bubble gum, just kind of like, oh, it, you know, it's my, it's my car battery this weekend. I try to start my car. Wouldn't start dead. Jump it runs good. Two days dead. Yeah. Just <laughs> I had to go get a whole new battery. <laughs> it, so that's the Cubs. Yeah. So, I'm driving around fucking just cussing the Cubs in the form of my car. So, uh, I mean, to take a look at it specifically, the Brewers who are tied with the Cubs in the second wild card spot, and I know none of us wanted game 163 against those punks, but um, you got, uh, they have Pittsburgh this weekend, they've got uh, Cincinnati. And they've got Colorado. So it's kind of a, could be a cakewalk for them. Colorado's in last place. Cincinnati could put up a fight just because it's an interdivision rivalry, but Pittsburgh is dog shit. So uh, the Cardinals have us for seven and Arizona for three, where we have Pittsburgh for three. So I guess you could say advantage Cubs, except for we have to play the Cardinals. <laughs> well, this yeah. is, Michael and I got in a little bit of a debate about this on Twitter, and this was my concern, is that you're going to have the Cubs and Cardinals playing in seven games against each other now again you're right if the if the cubs sweep seven it doesn't matter what the hell the the brewers do but i just what what is the likelihood of the cubs sweeping seven games including three in st louis where i don't even know if they've won a game in st louis this year they did I mean, they did win like a game <laughs> okay so the odds are not really great there and what scares me is that let's say that you know the cubs and the and the cardinals are punching each other out let's say it's a four three series you know, the Brewers, I mean... They could win okay, the division, yeah. They could, they could come in and just, while we're beating each other up, take advantage of this soft schedule at the end of the year. Yeah, we've had uh, Eric Wheelow on the show, a good good friend of the podcast. He does uh, most of our Brewers preview. In fact, I should play his song, right? Just real quick, yeah. Um, so, Eric Wheelow, that's exactly how he confidently has announced that the Brewers will win the NL Central. So, um He's like the anti-Cato, that guy. Yeah, I, I wanted, and this is where Michael and I argued, I wanted the Cardinals to sweep the Brewers just to get the Brewers out of here. And, and, and then that didn't happen. And then all of a sudden I was sure that maybe Washington would sweep the Cardinals. And, then and they, the Cardinals take two or three out of, uh, from what? I think it was Corbin and Scherzer. Yeah. Right. yeah but they're see, playing great. I mean, what the fuck can you do? Yeah, and, and Carl, you were not the only one that had that take I hated it all because it was a lot of people breaking it down and trying to figure out, like, well, you know, let's play for second place. Let's worry about the fucking Brewers and play for second place. No, fuck that. We play for first or we don't play. I don't want to fucking go to the wild card. I don't even want to see it. 
I like this team. Wild card's a failure. It's a absolute failure. Even if they win that wild card game, it is a failure of this team to play in that game. And I hate the idea that this close to the end of the season, people are talking about, well, let's worry about getting second place. No. And other people talking about chasing down the Nationals. We're not chasing the Nationals. We're chasing one team. That team is the Cardinals. It's the only thing we should be focused on. And we need the Cardinals to get their asses beat by every fucking team that goes against them if we want to have a chance. Because Which, unfortunately, if, is only one team. Right. But if the Brewers Arizona. had done that, had swept the Cardinals, and everything else stays the same, then the Cubs are, what, two games back right now or one game back? Well, if back they win last night, they, they're two games back. And that was the the kind of the... The, the least amount I wanted to be back starting this series because you really just dug yourself a big asshole. Um, right. And you win last night. You're, what, two behind? Yeah, yeah you you're, you're, you're yeah, still that's... at two. Actually, if the Brewers would have swept and the Cubs win, I think yeah, I mean, it should have, would have, could have. Should have, would have, could have. been one game. Should have, would have, could have. The thing is they got to win. Though, when you talk about failures – I mean, no offense, this doesn't look like a first-place team, and the fact that they could still somehow pull it off, you know, is amazing. But to me, this season just in general, other than winning the World Series, it's been a big failure. I don't think there's anybody. You could say the exact same thing about both the Cardinals and the Brewers. You are correct. They they don't look like a first-place team, and so if they get there. So, yeah, it's, it's... yeah, but the Brewers are playing out of their fucking heads for the most part. They just lost the you know series of the Cardinals. Or- but they won the division last year, and they should have taken the step. Their season has been a failure, too. The only team, actually, that isn't having a failure of a season is the Cardinals because, let's face it, they look like garbage on paper. Yeah, but they, they, but they got they those... But they got those dudes, you know, that are coming up. I mean, Harrison Bader's playing well. And who is this freaking kid, the... The one they just brought up that nobody even expected to do anything. Tommy in Edmund. Tommy, Tommy Edmund. freaking Edmund. He goes out there. I, you know, I watched some of this game, you know, because I've been watching the Nats and, you know, talking to our friend Johnny uh, about his team and what they're doing because they blew the game yesterday. Poor Dave Martinez has a heart condition. So, like, they're without a manager and their freaking season's going down the toilet, too, according to Johnny. And we all hate Eric now because there's neither all of us are gonna be sitting home. You know what I mean? So um, and and the Phillies will get in somehow. You know I don't fucking know. Um, and and like you were talking though, Danny. There's a lot of talk in the off season, but from a macro perspective, you're taking a look at. For me, you've allowed teams like Cincinnati, Milwaukee, and St. Louis to to pretty much catch up and even out with. They spanked us like babies. And you take a look at teams like Houston and the Dodgers, teams that the Cubs were compared to in, say, 2015, 2016. They've kind of just lapped us. And, and now we've kind of come back down to the pack. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they just made all the wrong moves. I will talk about it in the offseason, about all the wasted money and, the, and the, uh, the, really the hot air that they've been uh, – and the hyperbole they've been sh- that's been streaming out of their mouths, you know, about, you know, do, be- you know, do better and pressure and, you know, big boy time and all that garbage. You know, though, you were talking about the 1969 team. I'm going to tell you two things that really pissed me off 
uh, after yeah. the game on Monday when we ended up, you know, winning and everything's great and, and everyone's having a good time. You sit there on Tuesday and you get bumped from ABC for Bachelor in Paradise. That that is unacceptable. That that uh, that in the minute of in the middle of a pennant race, you get bumped for some reality well, crap. People like the Bachelor. But I, uh, wait, let's just end this with the Bachelor. Uh, add any other words behind it because I think there's like four different Bachelors. Bachelor are on unacceptable. The, I, just I, I only like I only like Bachelor on the Moon. That's the one that that's the one for me. Now, the other thing is I'm sitting here yesterday and watching the Cubs game. It wasn't bumped for any bachelors. But in the third inning, I have to sit through one full inning of a Len and J.D. love fest with Marty Brenneman. Oh, God, that guy's a prick. Oh, yes. Like, I yeah, I saw some of this. The Catman had him on there, you know, did a story and just – in Fuck the middle dude. of a game, and, and here it is. I forget who it was, but Wilson throws somebody out at third, and it was just barely mentioned because they're talking about Marty's great career. Like, look, I understand you're all broadcast buddies, da-da-da. After yeah. the game, go to Nisei and buy him a beer. Why would you sit there again in the middle of a pennant race and sit here and have a Marty's greatest hits? And they also had Sam, however you pronounce his damn-ass name, <laughs> in the booth too. So you're telling me as a Cub fan, I have to sit here and watch – Len and JD fawning over Marty Brenneman, who's talked crap about Cub fans exactly. all the time. He, he, I'm gonna have to listen to that. Exactly. They've they've had a chip on their shoulder about the Cubs for decades now, or since they've been in Cincinnati at least. And they complain and they bitch and they do it for their hometown fans who love that shit too. But fuck them. I agree, man. They do nothing but talk trash. You never hear Len and JD talking trash about other people's teams. Never. No. Never. No, um, you never, you never do. They don't. Not talk even the pirates. The they don't. They don't bitch about the other players. There's never been a time when they've even mentioned somebody's jewelry. Nope. No, no. They are. They, yeah. They're not those. There's. They're not those guys. And we're lucky to have them because I mean, although that can be kind of fun just to have a total homer behind the mic, you know, just like trashing everybody. Um, it, it actually it isn't though. It, it isn't. It's ultimately, like, it's it's negative. Yeah. I've watched uh, other broadcast teams and stuff, and when they're homers, like, you get bored. You want to actually learn about the other team. You want to know about other players. You want them to enjoy the game because when they're enjoying the game, you're enjoying the game. Well, on this topic, you know, speaking of the broadcast, last WGN game this weekend, I mean – End of an era, and more importantly, beginning of a new era, you know. I mean, WGN hasn't been national for a while, uh, you know, for probably because it got too expensive to show it nationally or whatever it was. Uh, I'm sure it was some way that MLB was fucking WGN to make that not happen. Otherwise, why wouldn't they put the Cubs game on? It they, was successful actually, for though, years. A lot of what ended up happening with WGN is they started doing kind of more original programming. So when we were kids, WGN used to have like a lot of reruns and and stuff sure, like, like that. Sure, like what's happening and shit. Right, like, yeah. right, right. And so like in the in the late '90s, early 2000s, they were doing a lot more original broadcasting, and they wanted that to be going more national. So they started 
reducing the number of Cubs games, and that kind of led us to where we well, are now. And I, and I don't know if this is the same with you guys there in the Chicago area, but if you get outside the Chicago area, it's WGN America. It's not even really the same channel, I don't think. Right, right. Yeah. It's, it's People are thinking about what it was like in the 80s, and that, that changed, like I said, in the early 2000s where they – where it was no longer the you know just the Chicago kind of based broadcasting and a bunch of reruns. It, it's it's their own. They have their own shows, their own things going sure. on. So well, yeah, they and, really. I mean, did. the whole model has changed. Yeah, it's exactly. not a superstation. They're not one of two superstations. Right. They are one of eight hundred. But they pioneered something with baseball. I mean, they were one of the first people to show. I mean, the Cubs were about the only game you could get. I mean, then TBS came, and you could get the Cubs and the Braves when cable came out. So there's a lot of kids like us from who grew up in the 80s who remember uh, no lights and all that stuff. And, you know, you'd get home from school and you'd watch. I mean, so many of us, I think, oh. all over the country, all over the world have this experience that could, like, grab WGN. And, and now it's probably more accessible if Marquee makes it so. Um, to get Cubs programming, I mean, I'm curious to see what kind of streaming options we'd have because it's fun to turn on a TV and, like, do the rabbit ears thing, but, you know, it's also kind of a dinosaur, you know? Yeah. No, It. you live out here in Colorado, and everybody, there's, there's tons of Cubs fans out here, and it's all because of WGN. WGN definitely spread the brand of the Cubs, created the fans all over the country, and... In that way, it's great. They really did something. And now they're fucking us over with a shit-ass team. <laughs> now, I'm going to be a, a slightly controversial here and say, I don't give a fuck. I don't really care anymore. Those days are long gone. Yeah, there is no, gone. like, every station's a super station. Every team is accessible unless you live in Iowa where nobody is accessible. <laughs> but you can, you California. know, like, so I don't care. Like, I get it. Okay, it's last WGN game. I'm hearing people talking about how devastated they're going to be about this and how it's not. Uh, 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 who cares? Fake. Who cares? Fake, fake outrage. Fake it's outrage. Just, it's because, still going to be Len and JD calling my games no matter no, where maybe, it is. Maybe. I mean, one of the worst things about when WGN lost half the games and it went to like Fox Sportsnet or whatever, it would be two separate teams like they would keep chip and then have two different guys or something like that the Braves. Well, I, can just, this? I can just tell you right now as a cub fan in the chicagoland area there's about six different stations that if you you know you got to figure out where the cubs game are on and sometimes they get shuffled like so the abc game was the one that got the bachelor bump uh, bump so that was wciu sometimes it's on uh, nbc Sports channel. Well, check this out. NBC Plus. Fox like, picked up um, the game tonight, so outside the Ivy got canceled because of stupid fucking national TV. No. Yeah. I oh, was man, supposed to. I had a great picture I was going to use tonight from social media night of me, Bleacher Jeff, and my tie guy watching you guys that night. Yeah, well, <laughs> save it. <laughs> save it for next <laughs> next Tuesday when we actually well, get hey, to do our show. The good thing is that you can't curse the team tonight, Danny. Truth, uh, although I can because I'm going. <laughs> but uh, I will say I'll say this about it too. About outside the Ivy, is they kind of told us, you know, though nothing's set in stone that if the Cubs do make the playoffs, we will be going after every playoff game. I believe 
after every post-game show is what they said. I don't know oh, if they do so the post-game. what they're telling you is if they, don't buy any tickets, Danny. Yeah. You're not going to the games. Um, yeah, there's there's that, and uh, but there's also like, please, Cubs, make the fucking playoffs so I can make a little bit more money. You know, yeah. like, I'm getting paid per show here, people. You know, let's go Cubs. Let's go Danny's wallet. Let's go. Who wants a Merry Christmas? Hey, guys, uh, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, if you want to increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed, well, listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime, day or night, full or empty stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Now, most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Now, right now, we've got a special deal for the Sun Ranto listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. That's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code ARMCHAIR. You can try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. <laughs> So yep. um, I want to see the signs. I want to see the signs, people. Uh, go Cubs! Do it for Danny. Yeah, do yeah, it, do it for, for Danny's Danny. wallet. Danny's got a big fat hospital bill to pay. <laughs> but, Hashtag do it for Danny. Yeah. Well, uh, sign, sign who did that? <laughs> um, so uh, we got to talk a little bit about the Cubs, I and mean, we'll get into this series a little bit. I don't know how much you want to because the Cubs lost two or three. It was very frustrating. But uh, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, you know, he's rolling around on one of those knee scooters uh, with streamers coming out of it. He seems to be in good spirits. He's wearing a boot. Um, we need him. We need him back bad. I was checking out some of his numbers against the Cardinals this year. It, he's good against a lot of these pitchers. We're really going to miss him. I mean, cannot, he can't hit and play first base in a boot. Let's go, Anthony. It's the end of the season. You know, I was there at that game on Sunday, and it was just, you know, it was one of those games that you won, and it was a fun, you know, it was a sweep and all that. But just in the back of your head, it was the last thing you wanted to see. It, it looked bad. It, it it was bad, and it, it's a severe injury. And especially a guy that's both as big but also as agile, it's, it's just going to be so hard to come back from that. It's like, uh, and I've been told that once you roll it like that, it so much more easily rolls. So now... We have Rizzo's back to worry about and his ankle, right? At so, all times, <laughs> right. And now you're in a situation where, you know, the guy that there's so much that he does that's both quantifiable, uh, quantifiable, but also just not quantifiable is, is his leadership, the captain his shit. Yeah, his his defense is like I said, we've been blessed with great first basemen. Whether you're talking about going back to Billy Buckner and Leon Durham and D. Lee Lee and Mark Grace and all these guys that we've had that have just been great. But Rizzo ranks right up there with them. And that's just, you just can't, you know, the defense, which has already been not good this season is going to be worse for it. Yeah. Although Caratini, I got to give it to him for, you know, 
I was really wasn't expecting what we ended up getting out of Caratini, which was like a utility man catcher who ended up catching a lot more than we would have liked because of uh, Wilson's uh, getting hurt a getting hurt a lot. But on the other side of it, you know, he's been now trusted with you, Darvish, and has been doing a pretty amazing job with him this year. He's been one of our only reliable pitchers for the most part. And I think Caratini does not get enough credit for what he's done with you, Darvish, you know? Um, and then on top of it, you know, he's just, he'll plug in anywhere. He's been good at hit. I mean, the bat is there. It's not a huge drop. It's a drop off from Wilson Contreras, but the bat is there for Caratini, you know? So I don't mind him being out. I mean, he's not Rizzo, but he's like for him to be over there and for Contreras to be there the other night, at least you're getting these bats in there. Not that it helps anything because they scored two fucking runs. <laughs> right. So, um, but hey, that's not how you draw it up. Um, and then uh, Kimbrel could be back today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yay! I mean, do you maybe simulated they're gonna game. Him, they're going to let him throw off a flat ground in front of the mound. Uh, you know, this was <laughs> this was clearly. I don't want to say it was a mistake, but if you, we knew going into this season, who was your your, your closer was going to be Pedro Strope, who was recovering from hamstring injury from last year that's what you knew and then you were hoping upon hope that moral was going to somehow miraculously be healed which never happened so you didn't have a plan for a closer we again another offseason conversation but i think there's been plenty of evidence that shows that you just especially especially a pitcher cannot just come in in the middle of the season and just start doing what everybody else is and try to you know you're just going to injure yourself you're just not going to be what you were yeah, well, that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, and, and I think that's a kind of a common story. Like, he was never able to ramp up. Like, right now, if he had started the beginning of the season with us, and it would be this long into it, what do you got? August, September, it's only two months. So we're talking, it's May. Kimbrel's on the shelf for a couple weeks. Strobe's filling in. Then Kimbrel gets healthy, comes back, and, you know, at the All-Star game. You know, something like that. But, you know, it takes... These guys throw hard. They get hurt. You know, I get it. But, I mean, yeah, this does seem like a mistake for this year. You know, I mean, they got him for the next two years. I'm I'm hopeful about that I'm because of how it's gotten going with a couple of, you know, trips to the I.L. Uh, you're kind of like, oh, shit, did they just get Morrow part deux? <laughs> yeah, know? that's that was my concern is how this has all started. It really does feel like tomorrow yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah tomorrow yeah. tomorrow morrow too so and uh you know i guess gotta say with all these injuries javi of course still out so i mean nico's been exciting to watch he's in there but we all know that's not gonna last and like the kids probably i mean looked a little bit more over his head against the reds in this series although it wasn't a total like fail for him you know didn't he he got a hit or two right yeah, you know, and the other thing about Nico is, is that sometimes you can just hit into some bad luck. If you're looking at the box scores, I think the other night, you know, uh, I think it was against Sonny Gray. I think he had like an 0 for 4, but he was just hitting the ball hard. Unfortunately, someone makes a diving grab. Someone does this. The thing that you like about the kid that kills the Cubs is that he makes contact. Okay, he puts the ball in play. And that's what you don't see a lot of this team. And that's where you see a lot of these games where these these guys are having high, you know, striking out you you know something like 18 19 batters a game or something you know what i mean yeah 
Yeah, and uh, and that's kind of what the offense I think has been missing is any kind of diversity. Somebody that does put the ball in play, like I mean, he's got a lot to learn. He's just a rook, you know. He's just a September call up at this point, a prospect. But uh, you know, if he's the kind of guy that does, you know, work on that, go the other way, hit them where they ain't, and and just make that contact and not strike out and be swinging for the five run homer, that's something that this team has sorely needed. Because I watched the Cardinals basically score a run without a hit the other day, you know, in a tight game with DC before they blew it open uh, at the end. But, you know, it was just like, that's what you do. The guy gets over there on an error, then he gets, then you move him over and sack fly him in, you know, and that's what you got to do off Max Scherzer. That's who was out there. And so they did that. You know, the Cubs never fucking do that except in this yesterday's game. And And when we see them actually playing well, they are stringing together some hits, and then the home run just comes on as, like, the frosting on the cake. That's yeah. when the home run is nice, as the dagger in the heart, not the Wilson has to hit a home run because there's nobody on base, and it's the only way to tie the game. Yeah. Right, and and, and, and what you're seeing here is, is, remember last year who the big villain was, the, the, the goat, so to speak. Chili the, Davis. Was Chili Davis. What did Chili Davis preach? Hitting the ball the other way kind of trying to uh, look at your approach at the at-bat. And then, then apparently, like, some of the players didn't like the way he talked to him. And then Joe Mann this year, if you listen to some of his pre and post, he'll always talk when they do good, it's because they were hitting the other way, taking what the pitcher gave them. And when they do bad, they're trying to pull everything, and, and they're striking out or grounding into double plays. And I don't know, it, I, sometimes, you know, Madden's going to be the one that's going to take the blame for this. Yeah. And does he deserve some of the blame? I'd say, yeah, he deserves some of the blame. But there's plenty of blame to spread around, especially oh, the yeah. players. Yeah. Because <laughs> I hear the message that Joe's sending, and for whatever reason, and this way may, may, may be why Joe's gone, but that message isn't getting through. Do you know it's going to be hilarious when the Cubs win the World Series this year and we forget about all this shit? <laughs> no, gonna- that won't happen. We were We were on top of the... Uh, game seven issues with Joe. Oh yeah, right away. We were ma- we were mad. At, yeah, that. we weren't even happy after game seven. We were like, "What the fuck, Joe Madden? You trying to lose here?" Oh, <laughs> yeah, God, we was, couldn't even be happy. Well, <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen to us. Um, yeah, and and Crawley, I don't know if you've been listening to the last few shows, but yeah, I think that Joe and the front office are at odds with each other this whole season. I think that. Behind the scenes, it is not as nice and rosy a picture as they paint for the media and for everybody who sees it. I think they're all playing, uh, you know, playing it real close to the vest, you know, and just kind of being politically correct, I guess, about how they actually feel and how they actually work together. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just it doesn't seem like it's working out anymore. And, and like I said, it's 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 a shame because I think they're all pretty bright guys up there. Uh, it's 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 a hard position to take. You know, it's you're going to get scrutinized. You know, you know, if, yesterday if they would have left jo, uh, John Lester in, if they would have left John Lester in Madden, then people would have said, why didn't you take him out? And if you take him out and the bullpen blows it, then you're mad about that. So there's a lot of difficulty to it. But I'm just I'm disappointed. I, if you would have told me that a guy would have made the playoffs every year of his contract and that he uh, had two NLCS appearances and one World Series win and he didn't get a second contract, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even win manager of the year the first time the Cubs went yeah. to the World Series, you know. Or won and the I World agree Series. with you. That seems hard to believe. But when you've been living through it, 
and you see what happened, it seems like he was he was much more effective with a younger team. And that seems to kind of be the story from Tampa Bay as well, that he was much more effective with the younger team. And then as he moved on, Tampa Bay kind of got a little tired of what he was doing as well. Well, and if the Cubs do uh, do kind of what the rest of the league, like the Tampa Bay Rays do in, in many respects, is get younger and uh, more talented, you know, maybe they, they will be using somebody like Joe Madden to get guys like Nico Horner together. But it's hard when you're kind of got like – I don't know. I don't see it happening. I'm like talking myself out of it in my brain. I'm like, nah, they needed kind of an old hard ass. And and in some ways, I think that the Cubs themselves, you say like they got Chili Davis fired. It does sound like that. They got, you know, Joe Madden not managing like Joe Madden, just playing his hunches day to day, like, you know, his lineups. Now he's telling everybody else who's in the lineup uh, every given day. He's changed what he had to do to appease the players. So like, but the players, they're not delivering I I don't think Joe I don't think Joe has changed as much as he tries to act like he has he's still tinkering all the time constantly and he's he's out thinking himself many times and that's what bugs Cubs fans it's not that he you know you can make the wrong choice but when you just seem to outthink yourself a lot that's when it starts to get a little frustrating. Well, guys, it's been fun being on here, but I got to take off. Uh, have a good okay. rest of the show, and thanks for having me back on again. Guys. Crawley, everybody loves you. All the, all the Sunranto fans love you. You have a wonderful day. We'll talk to you soon. They are the best people around, best fans. Take care, guys. All right, peace. Well, that all was right. that was nice to have Crawley on the show. You know, yeah. you know, people I've seen, I have a couple people say, hey, I really like Crawley when he comes on the show. And I said, all right, well, since Lyle is now a human banana, did you see this picture? I know you don't go on Facebook much, but I did post this picture. Um, I, there is evidence that Lyle is alive. Oh. Yeah. And um, yeah, he's and in the picture I saw on Facebook. Uh, he is wearing a banana costume, so apparently he's like the Portland Sea Dogs rally banana now. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, he's alive. He still hasn't returned my text, but there is evidence of him uh, alive, but he has now dressed like a banana. So we'll find out about that sometime. Um, but uh, yeah, Crawley can replace him fine. I'll write a new theme song, No More Lovable Loose Ears. We'll get rid of your screaming Michael Cotton. Oh, my God. That would actually make me very happy. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It'll be a new theme song in the offseason. Just got to give me a moment. We got some season to go through, but why don't you tell me about uh, what happened this week? So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. With who raked it? Yep. Hey, I'm going with the Schwarbear here. Uh, he's got an OPS of 1131 this week, and he hit his 37th dong in a row dong. this year, and uh, he should be able to break that 40 mark this season. Uh, the other guy I'm loving is Wilson Contreras, 1083 OPS and three dongs. Yeah, that clutch homer uh, last night was nice that tied up the game after really after was. giving yep. up the, the, the tie. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I decided to add in for the hitting. Uh, I want to let people know what's going on on the Cardinals side. It's Tommy Edmond. You brought him up I know. a little oh, earlier. Oh, fuck that guy. He's hit three homers this week. He's got an OPS of 1378. 
I have absolutely never heard of this guy, but apparently I need to pay attention when he comes to bat this week. No, I was watching the Cardinals broadcast. I actually went to the gym for the second time in seven months yesterday, and I was watching the broadcast on the elliptical. And, yep, and the Cardinals broadcast was like, Tommy, um, um, wait, uh, no, Edmund. No, oh, yeah, Tommy they, were, they didn't even know who he was. No, it was Jim Edmonds who loves the fact that he sounds like his name, first of all. <laughs> He's like, oh, I know another Edmonds that was on this team that everybody was impressed with, me. So anyway, he's on the broadcast, and they're loving this kid. Just like, did you expect that this young man, I mean, sure, he had a nice spring training, but he goes down to the minors, we need him up here, and he's just done everything the team has asked. That guy's a real ball player. Yeah, it's going to be a tough four games. We got to watch this fucking kid. I hope he eats shit. Dude, he was pulling. I I hope Joe Boo uh, gives up on the the curveball and he can't hit anything the whole week. I don't know. So much more fun. I don't know. He was playing right field for the first time since Little League, they said. That's probably not true, but that's what they said. He was out in right field. They needed him out there. Dude, I watched him make like three or four great catches. In his first time ever. And I was like, God damn it. Nobody ever heard of this guy unless you're a Cardinals fan. Ugh, brutal. Ah, we're in for it. I mean, just just know to hate this guy going into series. I think yeah. is what I'm trying to tell everybody. Add him, add him to your Cardinals hate list. Yeah, you might not know you hate him, but you do. All right, are you ready for... Uh... I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember that? Oh, I'm still in him. I'm still yep. in him. Um, you know what? Most of the Cubs flaked for these last two games of the Red Series. Yeah, they did. You know, the juggernaut we saw against the Pirates disappeared on Tuesday. And hopefully they return. Yeah, fucking, what is, how many hits they have? Five on Tuesday. And then they had four yesterday and got one hit by that bum, as Crawley yeah. would call him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that being said, the good news is that our worst hitter this week is Caratini with an 831 OPS on five hits with a dong. Um, you know, so that's... Well, this week, that's because the Pirates that's are included. the Pirates yeah, we, lift all boats. We have, a yeah. Tra- yeah, we have a trailing seven days situation. But if you talk about everything, yeah. I guess on the week, if you go past seven days, yeah, that's what we're talking about. But yeah, I was talking about Caratini. I'm like, the guy is coming through for what he is expected what is expected of a backup catcher who plays a little first? Yes. Probably he a 600. He has been great this year. Yeah. I've, I've loved him every time he's out there. Like, I've never looked at Caratini and just, like, you know, put my hands in my face. Like, he, maybe I did with Maldonado or. I mean, he's you know. not a qualifier, obviously, because he is 219 at-bats, which is probably more than you thought Caratini would have. He's played in 85 games. That's half. So, more than half. Uh 816 OPS on the season. Freaking 10 home runs. This is a backup catcher. Yeah, that's a great year. Yeah. All day. Like, that. that's the kind of numbers that could get him a starting job on, you know, most of the lower half of the league. Right? Yeah. And he's you, Darvish's trusted catcher. Like, he is the dark horse in, like, kind of the... Maybe the the Band-Aid that's been on this season is named Victor. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know what? Let's talk about a different, completely overhyped catcher. St. 
Toothless has a flaker, and his name is Yachty. Yachty has a slash line this week of 143, 217, 190 for a 408 OPS on three hits of two walks. He's nothing but a neck tattoo anymore. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what he could still can do is throw your ass out on the base paths. I watched him do that because you know how Washington likes to run. Right. You know, so uh, they were run, trying to run, take the extra base. Yachty got them all. Yachty got them all. <laughs> Just, well, we don't run, so it's not well, going to come right, up. It doesn't but, matter. Yeah, yeah. You, so. you take that bit of his arsenal out when you don't run. Yeah, you do. So how about, uh, where was I? You got what got I need. Yep. Hey, there's no way we can overlook the new Cubs record of eight straight strikeouts in one game. Who cares? We lost. And 13 overall. It was uh, it was exciting there for a minute. You know, he, he had the eight and nine batters coming up the next inning. He had a chance to tie the all-time record, which is only 10. 10, yeah, by what, Tom Seaver or some shit like that? Yeah. Yep, Tom Terrific. Yeah, it was kind of – it was interesting when they get to eight and you're like, that's the best ever for the Cubs. And then you're like, oh, well, that's because the Cubs have kind of sucked for their forever. And then you find out, oh, no, the absolute all-time best was 10 straight. And you're like, oh, that's actually a really good number then. Yeah, and there's not a lot of guys at eight. So, I mean, it's pretty cool, but it doesn't matter. They fucking lost. I mean, and he sucked in the first inning, and then that was the game. You know, and the Cubs didn't score, so it wasn't totally his fault. I mean, went seven, struck out 13. I was impressed. I just, I'm so disappointed the Cubs could he, not. You could have won both of these games, and you, and just the offense disappeared. It was nothing to do with the pitching. Even Lester was good. Yeah. I mean, Yeah, you good, struggled but, in that first inning. The offense was terrible. You know, but you settled right down like that was a situation we have seen you darvish fall apart in the past and he didn't he he got it together if this was john lester everybody would be like oh that was a great game you know like yeah because that's what john lester does he gives up something early and he settles down gives you a good game john lester needs a time machine to strike out 13 in a baseball game right now (laughs) He needs he needs like three games. Yeah, one walk by the way too. So, and yep. that, and you know, and that's the problem. He gives up that three run shot to uh, Aristides Aquino. Oh, it, which they should have been walking his ass. Yeah, all yeah, exactly. Week he just long. burned that's, us. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking a. But no, uh, use last two games twenty seven strikeouts in thirteen innings pitched. No. that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Now, out of the bullpen. Lost both games, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, out of the bullpen, the Wick with that random E in his name gets a throw in the bullpen for tossing 2.2 innings worth of donuts with seven strikeouts. I like that guy, man. He's giant. That's who we got for Edwards. It seems like it's working out. You know, I mean, Carl Edwards was unplayable. They fucked him up. Yeah, I love Carl Edwards Jr., but they fucked him up. Yeah. Um, oh, by yeah. the way, do you know what I'm going to change his Carl Edwards Jr. song to? No. What? At first I was thinking, like, I'd call it What's in the Ivy. You know, like all the shit that is, like, you know, strewn in the Ivy. What's over in the, the Ivy. Ivy? Yeah, exactly. So then I was thinking, because it's the same as Outside the Ivy and whatever. But then I was thinking, um, no, because uh, Jeff, Bleacher Jeff, told me a story 
about, I think it was opening day 2016, and somebody comes at the seventh inning stretch down to their section of the bleachers in the left field well with like a coffee can full of ashes. And they're going to dump the ashes onto the field. And, uh, it, it, you know, during the seventh inning stretch, problem is wind's blowing out. So, <laughs> fucker, put the ashes out in the can, and everybody got lebowski Je- <laughs> Jeff, Je- Jeff said that there was ash in his beer that he had just bought because they, uh, I mean, they changed it to, like, after the, I think, used to be 9.30. Like, they'd stop serving beer at 9.30. So he was done. They were done serving beer. So this was his last beer. And he got ash in it. And he's like, he <laughs> told me last night, he's like, oh, so I had to fucking drink it. It was the last <laughs> beer. I was like, Ew, you fucking drink dead person? He did. Well, he's got a full beard, right? Yeah, it's, it's like strains the dead person yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, you, that's why you have it. In case you get dead person ash in your beer, you... You know, Straight you just it. clamp down tight and let your mustache just pick up the ash. Well, now his fucking beard is haunted. Um, <laughs> haunted but beard. but no, it's a long story short, too late. Um, that's a Scooby Doo episode. So yeah, exactly. Um, or that, that's a John Pinkett's worst case scenario right there. <laughs> Haunt Jeff and the haunted beard. Hey, maybe it's your next. Uh, you can you can write a children's book. <laughs> Jeff you already and got the one. Beard. So nice. anyway, I want to call it instead of uh, uh, what's in the ivy, ash in the ivy about like all the freaking dead people that are stuck in the ivy. <laughs> and it's a funk song, so it'll bring them back to life and your dead relatives can come and visit you. Well, and Seance style. Andre Dawson is an undertaker now, so it totally oh, makes sense dude. why he's in that dude. ivy. The connections are being made. The song is being written. And, Andre's in there giving last rites, preparing people. All he's he's going to be the bridge. And if I can get him in the music video, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. See, this is why I never get anything done. I'm like, what if I contact? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. So uh, we, we were on blows, I believe. Yeah, right? let's, let's, okay. let's blow some. Just put your lips together and blow. Uh, this kind of sucks because all the pitchers were actually pretty good this week, but I've got to give it to someone. So I'm dropping this one on Scott Norwood. No, his name's not Scott. The Bills kicker that went wide right. Okay. Okay. That's a different Norwood, but giving up that run in the 10th basically ended the Cubs season, just like Norwood missed field goal did 30 something years ago. Yeah, I, I can't really. I mean, you know what I tweeted out right when Norwood gave up that run? I tweeted out, who knew James Norwood would give up a run? <laughs> I think most people knew I was being sarcastic because I didn't get any fucking cubes coming back at me that I saw anyway. But, um, but I mean, come on. The, Joe had ran out of pitchers. Yeah. You know, he, like. It's, he's got September call-ups. He's got 140 pitchers in the bullpen. And he ran out. Yeah, nine pitchers. <laughs> nine, nine pitchers he used last night. Uh, which means, you know, it's time for the state of the bull penis. Well, I, I mean, what can I say? The bullpen, the bull penis gave up two runs this entire series. 
Normally you're going to take that, but hey, the Cubs were like scoring only two runs a game, so uh, Bull Penis gets overshadowed, and then James Norwood gets the blows, even though he was the eighth in a series of nine pitchers. Right. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Not totally his fault. No, it's not. Just like it wasn't Scott Norwood's fault. No. You just, you got to be, the rest of the team has to be better. Yeah. I mean, we've been saying that all year. You know, it's just like they, you got, they're not picking each other up. They're not playing seemingly as a team. I, I know that that's a kind of a hyperbolic statement that doesn't mean anything, you know, but clicking, that kind of feeling that you get where you're just kind of busting out on all cylinders, and when this goes wrong, that goes right, and you kind of work it together, but it's just like these puzzle pieces are not fitting together. Um, I don't know what really what more we have to add about this Red Series, except the Cubs lost eight, uh, lost eleven games and won eight of them. Um, yeah, they, so they got beat by the second worst team in the division, who again and again and again, yeah, at home, at home. So uh, the only other thing I would say is I was great to see everybody at social media night. Corey Finneran was out here. A lot of the usual suspects. Obviously, Crawley was there not winning the first pitch, um, which you heard at the beginning of the show. But um, Sarah Sanchez, all, all the great people I've met over the years, they've been showing up there. The one complaint I have, and I'm burying this complaint in the show because I'm uh, if the Cubs monitor the things I say, which I don't think they do, um, they might not be happy to know that I thought they were a little cheap this year. You know, like, you know, I've got my opinion on the shirt. It was just like a, a Twitter thing, like, hey, where's the lineup? I thought it was kind of cute, you know, but they're basically complaining to us. And I, Wait, know, I know at Cubs. Cubs social media t-shirt was hashtag where's the lineup? Yeah, but it was like in a tweet. Like, here, let me look at it. It's right next to me. I, actually, I mean, that that seems like shade being thrown at uh at it's, joe madden it, right it, well it well yeah maybe i don't think so i think it's shade being thrown at twitter it's like big cubs fan at love my cubs 2019 where's the lineup at cubs and then it's dated september 16th 2019 like it's a cute idea to have a little tweet there and, i mean yeah and, I, and i'm sure that at cubs it's because they get that all the time yeah, like, they do, but they're but they're they're complaining about us. They're making they're giving us a shirt to laugh at ourselves, which right. I love. So, but like, I hey, I look at that as as shade at Joe Madden because there's no fucking way anybody knows what the lineup's going to be. That's why we're all. That's why we're all obsessed. Yeah, because it's not ever the same. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's true. But I, no, that's not my complaint about that. It's just in years past. Uh, they gave a drink, a drink ticket or two. I forget. Um, they gave they had little hors d'oeuvres out, you know, little food. Um, so this time, they gave us the shirt and some buttons. But um, you know, they made a lot of money off the people that came to social media night because if everybody, let's say there were two hundred people there, if everybody spent even twenty dollars, which would be really easy to do at the Brick House Tavern, that's four. That's Four grand, yeah. Well, so, you, you know, know hey, and they, they spent more. Than that. They made like the six last grand off yeah. season, Danny. The Rickets are out of money. They cannot afford to give social media people any like little gifts or anything. oh, 
You know what that'll cost them? People that had been to social media events in the past definitely made that joke within five minutes of being in that room. (laughs) Let me tell you. Oh, where's the food? Uh, Rick, it's out of money. <laughs> That's all. <it. laughs> we 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 are all the same person, so we all get the same joke, you know. That's what's fun about these events, by the way, because you know it's it's awkward. I know it's not easy. If it's easy for somebody like me to meet people, like you know, because that's just who I've always been. But I know for a lot of people, it's you know, it's so it's socially awkward to talk to people you don't know. You know, and there was a time when I was in that room and I didn't know anybody. You know, and I, you know what I mean. So it's like. It's a great place that, you know, if you are one of those people that just are on Twitter and you're only social in that way and you're like, I got to get fucking out more and, you know, put some faces to names here. It's a great event for that. You know, I only wish that it was longer like that. Don't give us food. Don't give us beer. That does not surprise me. But they should have something and not just be like, hey, or even a special menu. Hey, hey, half price apps or, you know, some fucking deal. But people are spending like $12 on cheese fries. You know what I yeah. mean? So I'm like, kind of like, um, well, well. He- here's the thing, Danny. What people don't realize is that at Cubs had that like snarky shirt. Where's the lineup? Because they're annoyed with everybody asking where the lineup. Well, the Ricketts are also annoyed with all of social media hating on the Cubs every move this year, and that's how they get back at them. You're like, yeah. oh, yeah? No cheese fries for you. For you, yeah. Act better, and maybe next year you'll get a freaking uh, old style. If, yeah, if you're nicer, we'll give you a ticket. So, And we bought tickets. Like, you have to have a ticket to get into that thing, to the game. So... I didn't buy a ticket. I just kind of walked in. And by the way, security, mighty lax. I, 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 anybody, people were like, oh, I didn't come up because uh, I didn't register in time. I'm like, uh, well, you can just walk in. It's kind of like Cubs convention that way. <laughs> you it, well, it, it, it's kind of like Twitter. There are rules. Twitter just never enforces them. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, what is else? What is, oh, I, I appeared. You know that YouTube show? Um, I'm gonna. I think is the guy's name Bill that does the trivia show when you got to go up against Gary Pressy. Oh yeah, William. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. I met him for the first time the other night. I forget his name. Um, nice guy, and uh, he's like, "Hey, you want to be on this trivia show?" And I and I'm like, "Yeah, sure, dude." I did not get one question right. <laughs> he, he like looked at me and just like he's uh, like, "What is your name?" Yeah, Joe. Uh, no, uh, no, Dave. Frank. Oh, um, shit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> No, I, 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 cause I, I thought, um, you know, Will, I didn't know any of the players' nicknames. I'm like, fuck, I couldn't read them. Right. <laughs> uh, I was I there. I all their nicknames were Whitey. Yeah, their nicknames were Whitey. So, um, I don't know. The, the, just get going through this games real quick. Uh, yeah, Kyle, you already gave to that three-run bomb in the first of game one, you know, I thought was really important, you know, as to set the tone. They end up winning that game. I thought we'd roll at that point, you know. Set the tone for, well, for nothing. Yeah. Well, because I want to talk a little bit about Cole Hamels because it's over for him. And he was, he has not gone deep. And we'll talk about him in the preview, but like, Maybe we should just wait and talk about him in the preview because he only went 3.1 innings, five walks. And then yeah. this time, unlike the time before, Joe actually went and got him. Remember? Like, because yep. against the Padres, Joe did not get him, and it, and it went much worse after that. No, that was Q. I don't know. Hamill's been bad, too. Right. Yeah, Hamill's, Hamill's has struggled. He, it, it does look bad for him. 
he's he's in a limited starters role now. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm wondering if they skip his ass because we're off Monday. Um, I think that would make that would make sense. Get, uh, Chatwood pitched last night, though, right? So yeah, and um, you know, yeah, Chatwood pitched last night. He pitched uh, in this game as well. Oh, well, you can go Mills. I mean, Mills can put together a few innings. Yeah, Mills can put together a few, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we should not – this is not a playoff caliber team if you're like, oh, we'll throw Alec Mills in there. (laughs) It'll be fine. You know, just – it's like, dude, listen to yourself. Um, (laughs) This is maybe the most important series of the year, and we're like, ah, maybe Alec Mills can take a couple. Millsy can take a couple innings today. (laughs) Oh shit! Well, we won't need it because uh, I mean we've got well we got Kyle going out there game, but we'll get to that. So that Mills, Mills and Chatwood should be ready to go by the time we need them, um, which will be the rest of the games. Unfortunately, um, uh, where are we in this in this whole? Series? I guess we could be so done we're, with the we're, Reds, uh, right? Fuck the Reds, right? Fuck the yeah, Reds. Let's... We didn't hit against them all year. They've had our number. They were built to beat us. Um, uh, I mean, Schwarber almost got in a fight with uh, Mrs. Garrett. That was kind of funny. Yes. But, Garrett ran off last night. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and well, he didn't want to get into it again. He's probably skating on thin ice with MLB as it is. He was right in the middle of that huge Pirates fight. Right. Right. But it was it was just the way that he did it. Like, he threw up his hands and he, like, prance ran. that's that's why it was it was noticeable like he could have just ignored him and just walked and never looked up and nobody thinks anything of it but when he throws up his hands and did that little prance run to the dugout that was funny yeah well that's what mrs garrett would do on facts of life too (laughs) so i mean and last night was tight it shouldn't have been and you know i know a lot of people are coming after joe and his use of the bullpen and all that shit but and you know i thought it was funny when lester gave him the look of death after 77 pitches like do not come get me but joe did and then ended up having to use nine guys i think he must have figured that the cubs would score eventually right well but lester was right to do that he finally was putting together a good game and John Lester knows what he can do he knows when he's overmatched or he's having problems Joe comes out no worries right he might be a little grumpy about it because he wants to turn it around but he'll leave this game he was pissy about it because he's like no I'm doing well you know he's a guy that can throw 110 no problem if he's it's just all about whether he's being effective and when he is effective let him stay out there well maybe he thought he was going to lose it i mean it hasn't been good lately from john and you know a walk and a single joe leads, leads off the, oh I, I i agree with that you know i i think he could probably get a state out there but in a tight game like that and i don't know but then you go to like who yeah exactly you're Phelps? not it's Phelps? not like you're going to this fucking like dominant Bullpen. Phelps was successful. Strope was unsuccessful. And then everybody was successful after that. All his little moves were good. Um, in fact, Chatwood strike, struck out the side in his inning. And then. Chatwood looked good in his inning, yeah. And then, and then you know, you get to the fucking Norwoods and Underwoods of the world. And, uh, you know, there's another guy that could take a few innings Dwayne well, Underwood. Okay. But here's a question. Why didn't Chatwood, instead of going. 
you know, four more pitchers deep, why didn't Chadwood just go a few more? Probably because he pitched three innings on fucking the day before or some shit. No, Did when he? was that? Oh, no, it was on Sunday. He had yeah. a three. Yeah, he probably could have gotten more. But maybe, I mean, I think Joe is kind of managing. Like he's figuring this is a tight game. It's two to one. Our offense is going to score two runs eventually. They're going to do it. So I'm just yeah, going to. Eventually, so, over about four games. So he maybe, so he's maybe looking a little bit ahead. I mean, let's face it, like the today's game against the Cardinals is slightly more important. Then the yeah, game against the Reds, true. it is. But, I mean, you know, you got to win them both, and they didn't. But Joe's figuring, oh, these guys are going to score eventually. Like, they can't get shut up by these clowns. And they did. So, like, you know, the way that I'm looking at them, like, maybe I'm saving some of my bigger guns. You got Kinsler a little banged up now, too, right? I don't know. They're not even using the IL except for Addison Russell just to fuck him out of money. Did you see that story? Uh-uh, no. Oh, yeah, I forget... Was it a tweet or a story? I want to say it was bred over at Bleacher Nation that had this story. I'm not finding it just like by looking at, oh, yeah. Addison Russell reportedly misses a roster bonus because of his replacement on the concussion IL. So there's no reason to use, the, to use Illinois right now. None at all. But Addison Russell would be on the active roster technically – and he would get $100,000 for being on so many days. That was in his like contract situation written in there. All the We're going to keep you accountable. Yeah. So the Cubs are fucking him out of 100 Gs. Oh, man. And you guys still didn't get cheese fries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> cheese fries. All right. You know what? Let's... Fuck the Reds. Yeah, fuck the Reds. Any more. But wait till next year when they're even fucking better. Oh, God. And they will be. You know what? Hey, next year, new manager, new coaching staff, all that stuff. Uh, You know, Rizzo will still be on a scooter. It's going to last all year long. Um, You know, it'll be a different different game. We'll have a completely different thing to bitch about. I think they're going to, you know, stick to the course. Go with what they have. Resign Cole Hamels. Hope he figures it out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you no. know what, though, that signing was a good signing right up until he to, to, he to got, right up until it wasn't. Yep, <laughs> right up until he tore his lat or whatever. He yeah, did. yeah. So unfortunately, there's not another guy to hand the ball to, so that he so he feels like he has to go out there. Like he's good enough, but it's not good enough, you know. So it's like uh, he's mechanically different, and this is what happened last time. And whatever, fuck the Reds. We'll see him next year. We'll see him in spring training. So yeah. let's let's go to the red team that we hate even more. Oh yeah, than fuck the, Reds. the Cardinals. Fuck the Cardinals. Last four games at Wrigley of this year. Cubs do have a winning record against the Cardinals. They are seven and five, six and zero oh at Wrigley. Have won only one game in St. Louis. Luckily, we only have three there, and four here. I mean, these things unfortunately tend to even out because regression is a powerful thing. Um, we've scored twelve more runs than the Cardinals in our head-to-head matchups, and um, they just won two or three from the Nationals, which. I guess you kind of can thank them for keeping us in that race to maybe get that stupid one-game play-in game at Wrigley. It's not a race that doesn't exist. Yeah, it's just like what happened to your team when you ended up second. <laughs> yeah, and it's third. like, oh, 
we were we were the third best of all the second place teams. No, I guess you'd be the second best of all the second. Well, place right teams. now it looks like both of them. If the Nats continue to falter, and they've got a, I forget. I think they've got a tougher schedule than all of us. Um, Could you imagine? Oh, that not the Cubs us. and Brewers wild card, right? With the Cardinals in the division, or possibly Cubs Cardinals wild card with the Brewers winning the division. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. This division is such dog shit that it's amazing that the top three teams right now, or that both wild card teams, not the top three, but no, it would be the top three. Not, but not the Cardinals. Like the Cardinals no, are not it's included. Not the top three. It's just that the middling se- three, second yeah. place in every division, is terrible. <laughs> 1969 1969 <laughs> fuck no so sorry <laughs> let me let me see in the east I'm not washington sorry. is 9 games back so atlanta as as clinch they've yeah, got 90 clinch. everybody's clinched but us yeah and uh la the second place team is 20 games back yeah they ran away with it yeah their and, division's and they have easy. 98 wins already you know so the so St. Louis would be second in both of those divisions. The Cubs would be let's see third third yeah. in the East, second in the West. Yeah, they're just second place, third all over. You know yeah. what I mean? They're they're a wild the card. The whole team. division is second or third place. Yeah, exactly. But competitive with each other. So I mean that's what we seven and five versus St. Louis well, like, with with each other and the division as a whole. Probably better than the yeah, other yeah. two divisions in the NL. Whole. Yeah, in the NL for sure. And like, put the Cubs in the uh, AL. I mean, they're not even a wild card team, but um, but but they don't play the same dog shit teams that are in the AL. But either way, like, you know, they have they have like four hundred lost teams or some shit like that. Like it's oh yeah, dog yeah. shit over there. Total uh, dog Detroit. shit. KC has three games to get there. Baltimore is already there. And Toronto could just lose out the rest of the games. Yeah, but um, we're not just talking 100 lost teams. We're talking 106 already for Detroit (laughs) with with 10 games to go. They could lose 116 games. You know, yeah. like if they lose out. Uh, Baltimore, 103. Like, these are end-of-the-season numbers without 10 games to go. I, these I are don't shitty. know if I've ever seen a season in which there has been a 106-loss team and a 103-loss team. Like, normally, there's only 100-loss team. Yeah, there was a team. I remember, you ever read the Baseball Hall of Shame? No, I have not. Yeah, it's, uh, I, well, it was the, I always loved this because the Cleveland Spiders we're a team. Remember, we were trying to get Gary, you know, our Cleveland Indians fan friend, and my keyboard player, and you know, you know Gary. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know who you're explaining this yeah. to. Yes, yeah. I know Gary. Okay. Well, it, you. <laughs> I don't know why your silence made me think you didn't know what I was talking about. But uh, <laughs> in 1899, I always loved this. I always loved this because in the Baseball Hall of Shame, they went 20 and 134. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So not since then. <laughs> So they'd be listed, I mean, actually, all these teams are just garbage from, like, I'm trying to look in the more modern era, 117, the Mets lost 120, they went 40 and 120 in 1962, and then 
took the World Series away from the Cubs in in 1969. Seven years later. Yeah, seven years they had to wait from being the biggest dog shit. I'm saying dog shit a lot in the show. I'm going to stop, and we'll get into... <laughs> you're going to switch to cat shit. I'm going to cat shit. It's fucking total cat shit. Why does nobody say cat shit? I don't know. We all know that cat shit is way worse than dog shit. It is. It's got, like, amoebas in it that can get into your brain and turn you into, like, a zombie, I heard. <laughs> no, you don't know about this? No. Look it up after the show. I don't Zombie know. fucking cat brain. <laughs> okay. Zombie cat brain... Why don't you why don't you focus that zombie cat brain and tell us what's going on with these Cardinals? Yeah, well, they the Cubs, you know, they're the eighth best offense in the majors, uh, number wise. The Cardinals are the ninth worst offense in the major leagues, okay? OPS wise. Yet they remain in first place. The Cubs have the sixth most homers in the major leagues. The Cardinals are the seventh worst in hitting a home run, yet they remain in first place. And the Cubs, well, they're above average in walks, and the Cardinals are just average, yet the Cardinals remain in first place. The Cubs strike out a little bit more. Both teams are average at striking out, yet they remain in first place. And here's why. They steal bases. They're third in stolen bases. So the Cardinals are ahead of the curve on freaking speed coming back to this ballgame. And the Cubs are third worst and are in second place. And, yeah, that's how they manufacture their runs. And win two-to-one ball games. I saw and them. even though the Cubs have, what, 64 more runs scored for the season, they only have a plus 17 diff-diff. Right. The diff between the diffs. Yeah, the diff between the diffs is only 17. It's it's close. But the Cubs should be ahead of them by, like, three games. Exactly. They should be, and there's we can. I was thinking I would like to have a call-in. But I'm not going to do it yet, but start thinking of the game. I want everybody to call into the Sunranto Ranchers line, which we haven't had too much of. It's 872-216-5375. 872-216-5375. Call now and tell us um, the game that you loved the most this season and the game that made you the angriest. And then we'll have a prize for the winner. We'll yeah, pick- do it before the last game of the season because we know that what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could possibly be the one that makes yeah. everybody the angriest. Yeah, the game 164 when the Cardinals, <laughs> Brewers. Yeah, it will be because the Cardinals and Brewers... I predicted at the beginning of the season, we all know this, Cardinals, I said all five were going to tie. That's not going to happen. But three are going to tie atop the division, and I'll be three-fifths right. Um, and uh, at, at that point, you all have to play each other in like a round robin thing. And then you play, and then you decide the wild card, and then you play the wild card game. So it'll be actually game 165, and it still won't be the actual playoffs. And then everybody goes home. But... Outside the Ivy, I'll get to do three shows. Yeah, there you go. So, um, pitching wise, the Cardinals—I mean, they're not that much better than the Cubs are. But they're better by a fifth of a run than the Cubs, uh, fifth and sixth in the majors via team ERA. Their starters are better by a third of a run. Their relievers are better by a tenth of a run, and uh, so they're better overall. 
Um, but the Cubs are like top 10 offense and they're bottom 10 offense. Like, come on, what the fuck, you know? Why is this happening to us? Um, neither teams really give up the long ball. The Cardinals are actually tied for second best with the Dodgers at not letting the ball leave the yard. And that is huge um, on a year like this. When every, like 15 teams are breaking their franchise records. Half the major leaguers are break, uh, half the major league te- baseball teams are breaking their franchise records this year. Yeah, and I've been – there's a Twitter account out there that's been following the 20 home run guys and uh, real close to breaking the total number of 20 homer guys. Uh, that record Oh, is, it's 10 days left. It'll happen. Yeah, I think it was 117 is the record for most – you know, the number of guys who've hit 20 or more yeah. home runs. It's all you hear about on any broadcast these days is all the records that are being broken. And it's, and gar- it's, it's garbage. It's garbage. And it is garbage. Uh, it, it is really annoying. The, the, I, the annou- I hope they go back to the old ball. The announcers know it. The players Dead know ball it. era next yeah. year. The only guys that like this are the hitters, you know, and Rob Manfred, who hates baseball. Yes. So um, both teams are average in giving up walks and strikeouts. Um, oh, I want to talk. Uh, I already said that, didn't I? I what I want to talk about the long ball is it's curious because you know who's the best at it? The Tampa Bay Rays at keeping the Cubs are fourth. The cards are tied with the Dodgers. So if you look at like what that means in a season like this year, all these teams are in it. You know what I mean? In, even the Cubs, even though I mean, they're fourth in it. So, like, yeah. maybe if they were more, like, second in it, they would it would be better for them. But the Cardinals are, the, are, are second best, tied with the Dodgers. It's really important to do is keep that ball in the yard. Cubs, you know, they're good the at it. The thing but, that's killed the Cubs is just their defense on the balls that are on the ground. Yeah. Well, the Cubs, let's get to defense. Fifth most errors in the majors. Fifth. The Cards have the least so if you want to have some answers as to, like, what the fuck happened is that our defense went cat shit, amoeba brain. <laughs> and the Cardinals did not. They're out there. They're making the plays they're supposed to play. They got Todd, Tommy freaking Edmund making diving plays in a position he's never played before. Um, the, Cubs, the Cubs have most almost double the errors, 106 on the year. It's a lot of frustration for the pitchers, for us, the fans, and, you know, they're just out there looking like total cat shit amoeba brains. Um, the, the Cardinals have 60. Nearly uh, half. So nobody steals off Yachty. Um, he's allowed the least amount of stolen bases in the major leagues. The Cubs have actually allowed a hell of a lot of stolen bases. It's not because of Wilson's arm, although I feel like he's rusty back there and, like, throwing weird or... I don't know. It doesn't look the same to me. You notice this? Yeah, well, I mean, his he's got no legs under him. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's it, and so it's throwing the whole thing off. Um, yeah, but either way, the Cubs have allowed almost triple the amount of stolen bases that the Cardinals have, and uh, this one's going to break your heart. It's terrible. The news is terrible. I have terrible news. Sinking. Sinking Dur for the Cubs. 689 now. Oh, I told you. 
I told you. I, I, I believe it. it was me that told you. No, no, no. You said it was going up. I said it was going down. No way. I never would have said that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> we had this conversation. It probably was me. That was being positive for a rare moment. But not anymore. Six, you were right. 689, 15th. Cardinals had the fourth best Dur at 7-Eleven. They're drinking Slurpees! Slurpees! <laughs> Sorry, it's the second time. I'm getting... We've got 10 days left. Right? we got 10 games. We have 11 days. We have 10... The hardest day will be Monday when nothing happens. Unless we right. get swept. Then I'll be like, well, that's the season. Time to do something else. So, uh, scavenger hunt. John Pincus got a picture of him giving a ball to my tie guy, and 1908 Tees just made a kick-ass new shirt that says uh, "Give the ball to my tie" with a little picture of him. Uh, well, the, no, the picture's coming right now. It's just a, a my tie. I put it up on the Ranchers page. Give the ball to scratched out a kid, my tie guy. So John Pickus gave the ball. I'm talking myself in circles. John Pickus gave the ball to my tie guy. He enters himself to win ice cube trays that say Cubs on it and a Rizzo Players Weekend. Looks like a regular white T-shirt. <laughs> That's what it looks like. So here's what you got to do because it is big boy time. And if the Cubs aren't going to do it, we are. Get out to Wrigley. One of these games. Next four. Spend a little money. Get your ass out there and heckle Dexter Fowler mercilessly. Freaking Dexter Fowler day that we did last year, it's gone. Over. That's when they sucked. Now we find him and let him know he is not welcome. So videos yourself doing this and uh, get yourself tickets through our StubHub link at sunranto.com slash StubHub. Click the link. You buy the tickets. We get a dollar. The weather, well, we got the night game tonight. Everything else is day. It's going to be like 80 degrees down to, let's say, uh, 69 and um, in the evening, <clears throat> you got nothing for me, do you? What's that? <laughs> I go, it's going to be 80 down to 69 tonight. You said nothing. Oh, well, you know. Never mind. Never I mean, mind. It, it sounds like it'd be nice, yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, that wasn't, you not picking up my cue. Not <laughs> nice. Oh, I, I just got your text. I have to take a piss. I'm going yeah. at Scavenger. I was actually gone. I literally came back, and you're like yelling at oh, you. What? That, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, nobody would have known. I know. They well, just assumed that I was like not paying attention. I for know. A I, I threw you under the bus. <laughs> so just like uh, Theo is going to throw Madden under the bus at the end of the season, we got a day game Friday and Saturday and Sunday at 120. Looks like we might have like 50% chance of rain Saturday and Sunday. So this could get even more interesting when we actually do play half a game. The game gets rained out and then they have to play on Monday and then fly to Pittsburgh. Yeah. What, where were all these day games at the very beginning of the year? I don't know. They're starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Yet, they are starting at 6.40 next year in April. Start at fucking 6. Yeah. Uh, or start just, at one twenty. you know? Yeah, one twenty, please. And nobody goes to the game anyway. You know what I mean? If it's cold, I mean, people, the degenerates that go to Wrigley Field, the nickel-dime motherfuckers, the 10%, we will be there for the day baseball in April. Count on us, Cubs. You oh, can- and in April, everybody's excited, right? They will take days off. It has been a long, shitty winter, 
and the and they have the opportunity to take a day off of work and go sit in slightly it, less shitty weather, possibly. <laughs> right. You know, but a day baseball game. They're excited about that. Not so much now. Now it's September. Their kids are just back in school. Shit's really busy. They got a bunch of stuff going on. Like, it's... Oh. Yeah, it's not about September. Yeah, September's when people get back to life. April is when they're starting to think about fucking off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they are like, we are so ready to fuck off. Yeah, God. How much longer till Memorial Day when I can fuck off? <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So I would wait to buy tickets. If you're looking, uh, there's the little secrets of StubHub. Secrets. Secrets. So when you go to the sunranto.com slash StubHub link and buy your tickets this weekend, um, I'd wait till the last minute. And, um, you know, because it's 50% chance of rain. And, you know, you might be able to snag a little uh, little rain out special. So uh, Jack Flaherty, their best pitcher pretty much this year not pretty much he's you know for a moment there it, it, i mean he might be in a cy young candidate i don't think so but i mean he's been well, really the, good for them the, the three is the new two yeah so he's got a 305 he's um uh jack flaherty 10 and 8 305 against kyle hendricks this is tonight 11 and 9 326 i'll be out there in the left field bleachers i'm excited for this game i hope it's not uh cat shit amoeba brain um last time Jack Flaherty uh, went. Uh, he gave up three through six, but he did strike out ten in a loss to Milwaukee. But Milwaukee does strike out a lot, to be fair. Um, he's given up nine runs in 23.1 innings against the Cubs this year over four games. But one of those was a one-hit shutout through yeah, seven. The, because the Cubs can hit good pitchers. Yeah. So I'm maybe not – maybe feeling good about this one. Two uh, – the Cubs are two and two. In the games that they face Flaherty, but they really, the last time they saw him was just, he kicked our ass. Um, he hasn't given up, and here's an example. We faced him a lot earlier in the season. He hasn't given up more than four runs since the end of June. I can't say that the same is true for any Cubs pitcher. So, right. uh, But you know what? That's fine. Yeah, I'll be happy if he only gives up four runs. Now, here's some here's some sad news about it. Anthony Rizzo is really the only good Cub player off of Jack Flaherty. Everyone else kind of sucks against him. And overall, we're batting 168 in 148 plate appearances. And the only thing that pulls up that average was Anthony Rizzo. So, just if we lose, it's because Rizzo's not on the team. Uh, Kyle, uh, he gave up one through six uh, while blowing out the Bucks last weekend. Um, his last three starts have been really good. He blew up a couple times in August, but he seems to have righted the ship. Uh, he This year he's been awesome against the Cardinals. He's only given up one run in 23 innings pitched against the Cardinals over three games, including that 81-pitch complete game Maddox back in May. Oh, it has been a long time since, since he got to enjoy that. Yeah, 81 pitches. That was a beautiful day. Sat there with Luis from outside the Ivy and Bleacher Nation out there right right up front in the NBC Sports seats. And uh, we watched that gem right up close. Well, boy, that was that's when I had hope. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good. That's probably my – I already – there's my favorite game. 
already. Yes. It's it, you know, unless we win Game Seven of the World Series, that's my favorite game. That should be a lot of people's favorite games. I think. Yeah. Uh, Carpenter has three home runs, but it took him 50 plate appearances to do it. Um, Ozuna and Wong are pretty decent off of him, but Paul DeJong, three for 27. Total Catamiba brain. Looking here at mybookie.ag and uh, at the, the betting line here for tonight's ball game, Flaherty versus Hendricks, and man, uh, Hendricks is a little bit more favored. Minus 115 in this game. Uh, minus 105 for Flaherty. Uh, you know, you got to go Cubs on this one. If you want to bet the game, you got to bet the Cubs because if you're a Cubs fan and you bet against them, well, you're not a real Cubs fan. So go to mybookie.ag, hit their sports book, bet on the Cubs, or bet the over. Seven? Seven? Come on. Um, yeah, mybookie.ag, promo code CHAIR, C-H-A-I-R, and they will double your first deposit. MyBookie.ag, do it now, go there, and bet. MyBookie.ag, sponsor of the podcast, just do it. Michael Waka in game two. Oh, there's four games, God. I'll go faster. Michael Waka, 6-7 and seven with a 476 against Jose Quintana, 13-8 and eight with a 437, which is better. Uh, it is Cubs cap, um, Cubs artist cap in the bleachers. It, it looks okay. Blue bill, black hat, I don't know. Fine. Walk has been good for about a month now, unfortunately. Uh, he gave up no runs on five hits uh, through five, but the Cardinals lost that game to Milwaukee. Uh, he gave up five, four earned through five against the Cubs in a Cubs win against the Cubs in a Cubs win in May. And the Cubs, they hit Waka great overall, and it's not a small sample size either. 274 plate appearances. Now, some of these guys are out of the lineup because injury, Javi, blah, blah, blah. 1.074 OPS against Waka in nearly 300 PAs. Right. Now, you're saying that he's been pretty good. Last uh, last couple starts, yeah. Last, last couple last starts. Last month. But, you know, they use him sparingly. Do not be surprised if they pull him in, like, the third. Yeah, exactly. Just to pull him and go to the bullpen yeah. because – uh, September 4th, he pitched two innings, September 10th, four innings, September 15th is five innings. So unless, you know, they were, I don't think they were bringing him back from anything. Yeah. This, they, they have a quick hook with him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he hasn't really been good, but he's, uh, anyway, he's, we're very familiar with him and he's been bad against us. So hopefully that continues. Um, Q has been terrible in his last four or five starts. So that role he was on is over. Um, he only went 2.1 innings against Pittsburgh. And luckily the Cubs put up like 8,000 runs and he won anyway. He didn't win, but the Cubs did. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, Q will be fine as long as the defense can just do their part. Yep, yeah. I think that's right. And also, I mean, he, you know, he hasn't been out there too much against St. Louis. So there's maybe a little bit less of a familiarity factor like maybe was with the Brewers, you know, with they saw him so much last year and then they were kicking his ass this year. But, um, you know, he's faced St. Louis twice, only 10 innings, but only gave up four runs. So I think Joe has a bit of a quick hook too with this situation, you know. He's got a win and a loss against St. Louis under his belt this year. Joe had a quick hook for Q and Hendricks and Darvish, really quick hooks all through the beginning of this season. He's 
starting to let them go a little deeper. Now. Yeah, and so. now he's doing it for Lester and Hamels. And, and well, and Q, he went and got Q the last time he was out well, there. Well, but he was... After Rizzo got hurt. He was just hurt, in a yeah. shitty position and yeah. was... You can see mentally he was starting to fall apart. Yeah, there. Rizzo had just got hurt. He gave it the five runs, yeah. So, uh, game three is the last WGN game of the season. So, we don't care here on this show. (laughs) Of forever. Yeah, but I appreciate, you know, one thing I will say, like, I don't care that it's not going to continue in the future. What I do care, I mean, I I actually like, I do put, I live in Chicago, so I do put on the rabbit ears. I like when it's on TV. I think it's pretty cool um, that that still happens. But I do realize that it's over. But I will say I'm very appreciative of what WGN has given me because, you know, without WGN, you know, I don't know that I'm a baseball fan at all. Yeah, I would. I would agree. I don't watch any other sport done in the past. I think they they did a great thing for baseball and specifically for Cubs fans. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch any other sport. I just watch baseball. I mean, I'll turn on a game here and there for something else, but like mostly, I I only know anything about baseball, and uh, you know, so I've got a lot to to thank WGM for. Um, Saturday, so yeah, shed a tear. But they haven't been doing it for you for years because no, exactly, just, yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. It's just the way it is. Are so, you going to cry? Well, That's I'm, my thing. I mean, the thing is, no, I'm not going to cry. Uh, if, well, if they ever went off like the radio altogether and they're like, we're firing the radio, then I would cry. Like, no more radio. <laughs> like, you know, then it, people don't like radio anymore. I'm like, oh, yes, we do. Because I actually enjoy the radio. I like listening to it on the radio. And then I'll watch highlights later about what happens. Um, but, you know, it's uh, or I'm at the or I'm at the game. You know, that's those are the two ways I like to consume baseball the most. When I have it on the TV, I oftentimes fall asleep. So, I mean, if oh, I, ha- you know what I mean? I love the baseball Cause nap. Because I'm just laying there. Like, on the radio, I'm, like, walking around. I'm doing my dishes. I'm doing this and that. You know, tweeting people. Like, TV's just, I'm looking at the TV, you know. So, uh, this game is going to be Dakota Hudson, who's 16 and 7 with a 335 against Cole Hamels, who's 7 and 7 with a 392. Um, Dakota, uh, let's see. He's, uh, gave up two runs through seven in a win over DC. And, uh, he, he, Cubs haven't seen him all that much last year. He only pitched. I didn't, couldn't figure out how this worked. Um, cause it didn't look the same when I looked at batter versus pitcher, but he pitched to four batters last year. None this year, I believe. At least I couldn't find it unless I'm just blind. And, uh, he struck out three of them. Three out of four of the batters. However, new Cub Jonathan Lucroy has the most at bats against Dakota, who's only been in the league for very little time. Uh, and he's got two hits off of him. I don't think you're going to start Lucroy in any of these games, but. Oh, no. I, not see, over Joe, yeah. I see Joe saying Lucroy is familiar, <laughs> puts Lucroy behind the plate, sits well, Wilson, well, I was, Caratini at first. I was wrong about Al Mora getting starts at the very least. Maybe he should have started. In fact, maybe that was... Remember how Al Mora's numbers against the Reds and all these pitchers were the best? Yes. Yeah. Maybe that was the problem? Yeah. He didn't start Al Mora. Joe, Joe finally, finally doesn't start Al Mora, and it's when he would have shown. Got to listen to Sunranto. Got to listen to us. So, uh, anyway, nobody's seen him. Most Cubs have it at bat. Now, Hamels against the Cards has been really good. 15 innings pitched, one run over two 
two games, 14 strikeouts. But unfortunately, that was back then, and now he can't get out of the fourth inning or the fifth, and the uh, Cubs have lost four of his last five starts. The only one they won was because they put up a shitload of runs. I've, I've heard that the Cubs are petitioning Major League Baseball to let Hamels throw a 16-inch softball. It's the and point. nobody wears gloves. Yeah, well, that's pretty much where he's heading. <laughs> 16-inch softball league out by the lake. But, you know, overall, I mean, besides Marcelo Zuna having three home runs off of him, um, the 222 plate appearances overall for the Cardinals with only a 502 OPS, but I think most of those were Hamels Hamels of the past. Um, Game four, Miles Mikolas, Mikolas, whatever, 9-14, and 429, going up against you! Who's six and seven with a four oh two? Uh last time Miles Michaelis uh he went uh he gave up three three runs on eight hits and he went six. He only walked one and struck out four against DC. It's a pretty average outing. Um well actually, didn't they call that a quality start? I mean, I guess. Yeah. Th- <laughs> give up three runs. I mean, it just seems like uh you know, that's that's what is defined as a quality. Like, that's the minimum you can do, right? Right, yes. So, uh, he faced the Cubs three times. They were all low-scoring affairs. And he gave up five runs in just over 16 innings. So, that's about uh, the same as <laughs> three through six. <laughs> I mean, it's a little better, actually, right? So, uh, Baez and Rizzo are good against him, so shed a tear. Yeah, that's they're the good. only ones. Uh, Happ and Hayward, it. the guys that might be in there, they're pretty damned average against him. So we got that going for us. Um, he now Darvish has faced the Cardinals twice and lost twice. Two to one was the score in both of those games because he only gave up three runs on well, uh, twelve that, innings in twelve innings and struck out fifteen, giving up homers. He's not giving up. I don't know if he gave up a homer or not, but he didn't give up barely any runs. Three runs in 12 innings. Struck out 15 against the Cardinals. He's been good. This is the Sunday game. I'm surprised this isn't the Sunday night game. This game's not at night, is it? Uh, not that I know of, but How is this not knows? the Sunday maybe, night maybe game? Maybe ESPN will flip on it. Or maybe they've already run out of Sunday night games because the Cubs had to play four straight weeks of Sunday night games in April. Yeah, who is this? I'm looking up who's the Sunday night game right now. It's it'll be the last one. Oh, uh, Phillies and Indians. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Oh yeah, that's a weird one. Like, there's a bunch of uh, interleague games going on this week. They picked that with Bryce Harper in mind and Trevor Bauer. <laughs> and Bryce Harper <laughs> is garbage, and Trevor Bauer is a red. So, uh, anyway, hopefully it goes the same for you because he was great um, against the Cardinals this year. Uh, last time, we already talked about that. You, you know, he blew up in the first, gave up all those runs, and then nothing else but uh, still and struck out everybody, uh, breaking records. Uh, Cubs couldn't score. They lost the game. Uh, Goldie and Martinez, you know, they've homered off of him. No biggie. Ozuna, 
looks good too against him. So Uzun has been a bit of a thorn in our side this year. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah, this is his last year with the Cardinals, right? Is you he know, a free? I hope he's a free agent next year. I don't. I don't know. I feel like he's going to be gone. Maybe he's got another year though. But Ozuna was so they got him in the whole, uh, you know, fire sale from Miami, and he was the one I did not want them to get. Honestly, because he was going to be with the Cardinals for a few more years than. Uh, What's his name would have been? Yeah, which I can't. So I his name Yelich. Uh, yeah. No, no, John Carlos no. Stanton. Stanton. Yeah. yeah, Stanton would have only been there one year. But sorry, I just got distracted for a moment. I just got a text from Cubstradamus, and he says, "Not going to make it today. Um, I had something come up. Going to go see the Cardinals game instead of the Cubs." Dude, he does. He doesn't even know. Yeah, th- he doesn't know that the Cardinals are playing the Cubs. He is the worst prognosticator. God, he's terrible. But he did. He did text me a poem. No, well, should I? I'll, I mean, a I'll poem just, without the stink is better, right? Well, I don't know. This poem kind of stinks. He just <laughs> sent it to me. It said, "This season's gone right down the shitter." But instead of getting sad and bitter, the Cardinals get swept in the first place they've leapt as they play to as wait as they travel to play out in dot 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 dot. The shitter? Wait, no, shitter's already in this. Brian um, Schlitter, John Ritter. Oh, it, it's, oh, he's not here to yell at us for screwing it up. Um, um he's gonna go play in critters. I already said at the beginning of the show that we got to go play Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Shitter, bitter Pittsburgh. Shitter, bitter. Yeah. Shitter, bitter Pittsburgh. Shitter, bitter Pittsburgh. I hate (laughs) you. I hate Clint Hurdle. You stupid gum chewing fuck. All right. You got any TFCs? I do. I have two of them this week. Wait. I just got another text from Cupster Damas. He says, I just figured out that the game is is against the Cubs. Well, fucking, he's like, I'll be there in an hour. Well, too late, dude. Like, we had you for 12-21. He's still going to be there in an hour, and you're going to have to deal with I know, I know. That's really terrible for me. So you got a TFC? Yep. I'll text him I, back after the show. Yeah, I said, I, I have two of them. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this one's from Michael Sarami. I swear... If these Cubs hurt me 300 or 400 more times, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, baby. And that is how we all feel right now. I right? know. I know. I fucking thought that was hilarious. I'm like, dude is funny. And it's funny that you picked a Cerami one because I picked a Luis Medina one. My <laughs> other co-host on Outside the Ivy, he says, you know, um, he goes, I'm going to miss this level of petty from Joe Madden when he's managing the Phillies next year. <laughs> I, m- m- petty meaning, I think he was referring to the, the gloves and the laces when he tried to game, game Rysel Iglesias at the end of the you game. You know what, though? I thought that was petty, too, and then they showed the slow motion. That was like four feet worth of lace. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah, I was listening on the radio, and they did say it was the laces were white, 
and they shouldn't be, and there should be nothing white. But like that was the second time in that game that like Joe was like running out there. Is like, oh, his glove is fucked up. You got to get a different glove. And uh, I think Louis says good point. You know, maybe that's not really a TFC, but like that level of petty. That is right. pretty fucking petty. And just like, you know, because you don't want it to happen to your guy, but it has happened to us, you know? Yeah, JD said on the thing, he's like, yeah, you, he's like, I'm not saying that he's doing this, but, you know, maybe you dip that uh, you dip that lace into some pine tar and then you touch it and you get a little more snap on that curveball. Yeah. I don't know about robot style. That's some robot style shit. Yep. Okay, I got I got one more. Last you got one. Any more? Nope. All right, this is from Chicago Vince. We gave up 47 runs to the Cubs last weekend. Hashtag talk like a pirate day. Wow. No, you didn't like that one? <laughs> no, that's pretty good. I just, I, do, you know what it, do you know why I got sad for a moment? Because I was thinking about Felipe Vasquez. The dude that oh. fucking raped that kid. In oh, Miami, God. and I was like, I because it's you. So you brought up the Pirates, and I was like, that fucking rape and fucking asshole team. Like, I just got, I got sick to my stomach just even thinking about the Pirates. Well, like, now you brought me down. I look, I started this fucking podcast with a pirate sunranto. I ended it with a hashtag talk like a pirate day, and it was a full circle. I nailed it. I stuck the landing, and then your ass has to take us out on the low note i know i know well, oh, how about this me. how about another tfc okay this is from brian our pirates fan friend yeah hurdle has to go at the very minimum and the sad thing is it's not like it's the cincinnati Bengals. we will take the bad guys and do the best we can i just don't think they're doing their due diligence and are just that naive and stupid <laughs> Still downer. Let him have it. Still a downer. No, no. There's Brian just texting me about oh, just a texting. about his favorite team. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna bring up that Chris Bryant and Nicholas Castellanos are fucking Moana buddies and both love Disney, but we'll save that for when it's not a pennant race. Know what I mean, yeah. and we're not nine hours into the show. So, uh, God, we really did do a long one again. Uh, yeah. Yep. Huh? It's, That's how it's it, day. Yeah. It's day baseball. Day. day baseball. Day baseball. All right. I bid you all a very fine weekend. Hopefully, when we come back to you on Sunday night or Monday, it's going to be with really good news that we're now in first place. Uh, we'll all be rooting mostly because uh, I want to do more outside the Ivy shows and make a little bit more money before the winter comes. But hey, go Cubs, Spagog. <laughs> Spagog. The Sunranto Show was brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. It's how we keep the show on the air. Just know this. About um, 100 downloads of our podcast is worth just $1 from a Patreon subscriber for the Sunranto Show when it comes to advertising. And you know what? Ads suck. So early and ad-free listening, just subscribe. You get your own RSS feed, patreon.com slash sunranto. Join today. And thanks for listening. Yeah, the Cubbies won the whole weekend. Cards place in the standings dropped. Chicago took over first place. And the Cubbies can't be stopped. 
Cardinals are a half game back Raise the W and sing We'll sweep them in St. Louis too Man, that city is boring Yadi, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Yadi, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Joe Buck, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals John Hamm, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Nelly, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Yachty, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep We're driven by the search for better But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Isn't to search at all Don't search, match With Indeed Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, 
propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.